Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Tuesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily on medium.com where I do weekly blog posts every single Sunday and occasionally whenever I feel like posting on Tumblr and on Musical.ly. My handle on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited to be recording this one here. For the Canadian listeners, happy Canada Day long weekend, or rather happy belated Canada Day long weekend since today is Tuesday and the long weekend was this Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But I hope you guys had a really, really good long weekend. As per any national day, as per any Independence Day, as per any 4th of July, as per any, you know, country day, and insert country here, day. Um, This weekend here, people had a lot of fun plans for the most part. A lot of people would go camping. A lot of people would just maybe go to someone's house and they will go to, they'll just drink beers and have some fun. People go to watch the fireworks. There's always fireworks on Canada Day. Um, Basically, people just take advantage of the weekend, this long weekend, this long extended weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They take advantage to, to go do something fun as a general whole. So if you are a Canadian listener, I hope you had a fantastic long weekend. Hope you got up to some fun shenanigans and fun activities, etc. Watch the fireworks, all that good stuff. Me, weirdly, um, well, maybe weirdly, depending on how you view it, didn't really do anything special for the long weekend. And that's because for me, whenever it's long weekends or really most or many special occasions for that matter, I don't necessarily do anything special. Like for example, for my birthday, I never really have done anything and never really do much or rather haven't done much in my adult life. It doesn't feel like a very special day to me. Um, even Christmas, which is a really big holiday in Canada, and my dad's side of the family, Christmas is a big deal. Mom's side is not as big of a deal, but they will do some things. Even that, um, I don't really get, I don't really do anything crazy for it, especially because I tend to travel in the month of December, and I usually am not in the country, and so I'm not even here to celebrate with family. At least I have not, that's been the scenario in my adult life for a good chunk of my adult life. Um, you know, long weekends, they just don't, I just don't uh, treat them the same way that a lot of people do. I don't go like celebrate them or do anything. And I think it's because um, in my adult life, I've usually worked either for myself or in a, you know, upper kind of like higher managerial kind of position where I have a lot of autonomy per se, where I kind of pick and choose when my holidays are. I can take my days off. I have a lot of control over that. And so I guess as a result, um, you know, I don't feel the need to take advantage to, of like a long weekend to take a break or to not work because maybe I'll choose some random weekend in like September to take to take a weekend off or a week off or whatever, right? So, and I also like working. I enjoy my work. I enjoy working. And so long story short, I didn't really do anything special at all for the long weekend. It was just a normal few days for me, but... Um, still a really good weekend, still had a fantastic weekend, still had a great time. Um, let's jump into today's podcast topic. And it's a recent realization, which it's a bit of an epiphany. And it, I don't know, it makes me feel a little bit weird in a way that I don't know how to describe. Um, 
one thing that I've talked about on the podcast, I've talked about on my Instagram and my Snapchat and my videos on YouTube, I've talked about everywhere, is this whole debate around translation. Um, to summarize the debate, many people will say that when you're learning a language, you should not be doing a lot of translation to learn. For example, you shouldn't say el auto or el carro in Spanish equals car. When you write in your notes, you should not be using car equals auto. You shouldn't say el árbol equals tree. You shouldn't be writing it with the English or the translation into your native tongue. That's not the best way to be remembering vocabulary, the best way to be remembering different parts or different elements of language. And then you have people on the other side of the coin that heavily rely on that and basically go, there's no problem. That That's totally fine. And what's interesting, at least for me, is myself, I've always been on the camp of do whatever works for you. I use translation. It works for me. It doesn't bother me. So you just got to do what works. But I realized something which is that I actually think I don't only use translation. What I mean by that is, if you look at my notebooks, I will write English translations for words, or I will write the translation into my language. I do that a lot. I will rewrite translations. I will write, I will, I will do a lot of these exercises that one could argue is not the best method or the best way to remember vocabulary. <sighs> However, that's not all I do. I do a lot of other things that I hadn't consciously realized that help me remember the words too. I make personal connections, right? Like I will I will have a goal in a day to use that word in a variety of scenarios. Maybe if there's a word I'm struggling to remember, I will make a goal in a day to use that word in a variety of scenarios to make different connections in my brain. I will write it on my hand so I see it all day. I will make weird, what's that word? Uh, like mnemonics, is that the word? I'll make like, like play on words and I'll make like specific, um, I guess you could say, I make weird connections in my brain. Like, oh, that's that word in Spanish reminds me of this word in English. Oh, cool. Like I make, di I have different strategies, a wide variety of strategies that I use to help me remember different words, help me remember vocabulary, help me remember how to operate and how to use certain grammar tenses. And so what happens is that overall, I'm using translation for sure. And that's almost like level one, almost like layer one of how I remember, not just vocabulary, I've used a lot of vocabulary examples, but even grammar points, even like how to pronounce something, right? But then I have other layers of other strategies, other, other things that I do to help make that connection deeper and help me remember. And what I realized, um, literally it hit me yesterday, but it really hit me like today as I pondered it some more. I, I realized that I don't think most people do that. I don't think most people learn languages or study languages in a way where um, they're trying to make the language memorable, where they're trying to have, where they're trying to remember something, not just by sheer force of will and sheer memorization and sheer, I'm going to drill this into my brain. They're, that's all they're doing. They're not saying, well, let me try to make a connection like this. Let me try to make a connection like this. Let me try and make a connection like that. Let me do this. Let me do blah, 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 blah. Let me do da, 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 right? They're not doing that. And as a result, they're forgetting. They forget a lot of words. And I was thinking about it and I was going, wow, that's profound. I need to talk about this on a podcast. I need to talk about this because it's, it's, you're, it's going to accelerate your progress if you make, not only accelerate your progress, it's going to actually just increase your odds of success, period, 
of learning a language to a decent level, a decent fluency, to whatever level you're trying to get to, really, it's going to actually give you higher odds of success. If you're trying to tackle it, if you're trying to tackle the language and trying to, to remember the language in a way where it's not just, I'm going to write on a piece of paper and try and remember everything by writing translations. That's level one. You've got to have seven different levels, four different levels, three different levels, six. You've got to have different levels, different connections you're making in your brain. And that's the only way you'll remember things. It's like, I'm reading a language learning book right now. Um, and it's it's interesting. I've never read a language learning book. And it's an interesting experience for me as I'm going through and reading it. It's called Fluent Forever by Gabriel Weiner. Um, I'm about three, four chapters in, so pretty early in the book. And he was talking about the word cookie, right? And he gave the word cookie and I forget what language, some other language. I could see it in my brain how he wrote it, but I don't know how to say it or anything. Um, and, you know, he's talking about the word cookie and he's like, I know the word cookie because I've heard the word. I've seen it. I've, I've written it. I've etc. But I also have tasted cookies. I have memories. I have good memories of chocolate gooey cookies. I have, I know they're sweet. I remember the smell of them. I remember the texture. I remember there's so many connection points to the word cookie that he's not going to forget the word cookie. But if I give you the word cookie in a different language and it sounds so foreign to you, we, generally speaking, we default to just try and memorize the sounds and associate the sounds to meaning. We don't associate, okay, there's the sounds. Let me think of the picture. Let me think of, let me put a picture in my notebook. Let me put a picture of a cookie and the translation. And let me put, let me write down, for example, oh, this is that thing from that Christmas morning last year when my wife made those candy cane cookies or those candy cane desserts that were so delicious. If you write that and the translation and a picture of a cookie and you you know, as you read the word cookie, you eat a cookie, right? And, and you do all of that, you have so many more connection points to the word and you're much less likely to forget, right? And this is especially important for more abstract concepts. When you look at a concept like, I don't know, like, um, like fuel economy, right? Like, like how, how efficiently does your vehicle use fuel? Like that's a tough term to remember. Or if there's a word or a phrase or if there's a grammar point that doesn't exist in your mother tongue, you can't even rely on translation anymore. Now you're like, you've got to use different strategies. And when translation is your only, your only tool, it's going to cause you a problem. You're going to struggle. When you come across, you know, like uh, there's a term in Spanish. It's a very slang term. It's extremely slang, but it was difficult for me to understand at first. In Peru, they will say estoy palteado or estoy palteada, right? Which if you were to translate it, first of all, they're using a word for avocado that most countries don't use, which is palta. And then they're making it into a, like an adjective, like I'm avocado. I'm like an avocado which doesn't have a direct English translation. It's like a weird mixture of awkward, embarrassed, kind of, uh, it's a very mushy kind of feeling. And so myself, the way I remembered it, I was like, oh yeah, think of all those mushy emotions. I imagined how mushy an avocado is. I imagined in my brain emotions that make me think of mush. And I said, oh, palteado is when you take those emotions that feel like mush and I stick it inside the avocado and I squish it in my hands. That's how I remember. I have that... It, it makes so much sense to my brain. And I have that feeling that it's it's internalized. Estoy palteado, estoy palteada is internalized, right? There's another slang, Peruvian, Peruvian slang one, super, super slang. I don't know why these are coming to mind as I'm recording this. 
but it's like, uh, estoy misio, right? Estoy misio means I'm broke, right? But it's a slang thing. But the reason I remember it is because, um, why do I remember it? It's like this motion. I remember that when I first heard it, the guy who was saying it made a weird, like, just the, the face he made and, like, the, 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 the body language he used when he said it seemed so peculiar to me and it stood out. And that connection helps me remember. Or water, because I have a hundred, I could literally do this for an hour. I have so many, and that's the thing. I, I, everything in a language, even grammar, even like, you know, when I, I remember I was in, uh, in Peru, again, Peruvian example comes to mind. I could not remember how to conjugate the verb decir in the past. Decir means to say or to tell. I could not remember for the life of me. Couldn't do it. I kept messing it up. It was so difficult. And, and so what I did is I decided, okay, this grammar point is clearly difficult with this one verb. So first of all, I broke it down to a very small piece. I only remembered how to say he or she said or he or she told blah, 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 blah. I only remembered the one line, the one piece. I started with that, right? And even then, as I think back, I remember like, how do I explain this? I remember actively telling stories using the words he said, she said, right? And using that in Spanish. And I remember telling stories about specific people and making the connection in my brain. Oh, he said, he said, thinking of that he, thinking of who I was referring to. She said, thinking of the girl or the lady I was referring to. I, I remember the connection points, right? So I guess I, I can go on the forever. I've said this already. I'm, I'm just trying to make a point. When you're learning a language, this is the, the, this is like the moral of the story. When you're learning a language, you must, you must, it is absolutely essential that you learn it in a way where you are making the, as many and as wide of a variety of different connections in your brain as possible. If you do not do that, it's going to make the progress a heck of a lot slower and it's going to really decrease your odds of even learning the language period, really. So let's end that off there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your ears and your attention and your gorgeous round ears that obviously can hear sound and appreciate my podcast. Yeah, that was a little awkward. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. I'll, we'll talk soon. Bye for now.